Welcome back to another engaging episode of Owlcast. I'm your host, Sean O'Connor. Today, we're venturing into the intricate depths of a microbook that showcases the transformative power of storytelling, particularly in personal growth and self-actualization. The book, The Masterpiece with It, was the opus of the acclaimed writer and narrative architect Jordan L. Mitchell. With a storied career that spans film narratives to podcast epics, Mitchell masterfully bridges the worlds of storytelling and personal development. Within the masterpiece within, Mitchell channels the timeless wisdom of Michelangelo to introduce the concept of addition through subtraction. Through eloquent prose and compelling anecdotes, he invites us on a journey of introspection, urging us to shed the weight of counterproductive habits and distractions. Mitchell presents a clarion call to chisel away the non-essentials, revealing our true potential and inner greatness, much like Michelangelo did with David. To be in this episode, we'll be navigating the book's core chapters, distilling its profound insights for you. Whether you're on a quest for self-improvement, a leader aiming to inspire, or simply a lover of evocative storytelling, today's episode promises to be a rich tapestry of wisdom and revelation. Prepare to be inspired, challenged, and transformed as we unveil the masterpiece within. Reduction, the art of revealing, in a dimly lit studio, Michelangelo chiseled away at a block of marble, each strike echoing a purpose. The world beheld the result with awe. David, a masterpiece not created but revealed. Michelangelo's words, I just remove everything that is not David, aren't just about art. They're a revelation about the human journey, a philosophy, a call to action in today's digital age, where we're perpetually bombarded with the allure of the new and the and our novel. It's easy to get swayed, to believe that we need to add to become our best selves. The list is endless. A new gadget, a trending diet, an exotic retreat. But what if, like Michelangelo, our quest isn't about addition but subtraction? Enter the transformative concept. Addition through subtraction. It's about peeling back the layers, removing the excess, and revealing our authentic selves. It's about recognizing that sometimes the best way forward is to take a step back, to evaluate, to introspect, to chisel away the unnecessary. We're all on a journey of self-discovery, but here's the catch. Sometimes we're our worst enemies, our misplaced focus, our obsession with the more, often clouds our vision, keeping us from seeing the masterpiece within. In the following pages, we'll delve into this philosophy, dissecting its nuances and, hopefully, revealing the David within each of us, because remember, every addition isn't growth and every subtraction isn't loss. Let's embark on this journey together. Let's learn the art of revealing. Chapter 1 the mirage of more, Silicon Valley's shining towers and innovative hubs are drenched in a culture where more isn't just desired. It's almost a religion. From our devices' incessant pings to the dizzying array of choices on every digital platform, more is the siren song that promises happiness just around the corner. But let's pause and ask, does more always mean better? From the ancient spice routes to today's digital highways, history is littered with tales of quests for more spices, land, and followers on social media. Our closets burst with clothes, our calendars with commitments, and our minds with a cacophony of information. Yet, is our happiness index soaring in tandem? Not quite. This innate desire to accumulate, to add and be at habits, possessions, or experiences is often seen as the golden ticket to contentment. We're conditioned to believe that the next purchase, the next achievement, the next thing will be the key to unlocking our happiness. 
but it often locks us further into a cycle of insatiable wanting. In the startup world, I've seen companies fixate on growth metrics, sometimes sacrificing the very ethos they began with. In personal realms, the chase for more experiences and connections often leaves us drained and, ironically, less fulfilled. Now, don't get me wrong. Desire can be a powerful motivator, but unchecked it can lead us down paths that diverge from our true selves. The modern world's obsession with more often becomes a marriage that keeps shifting further away no matter how fast we chase it. In our relentless pursuit of more, we risk missing out on the depth of the present, the joy in simplicity, and the beauty in spaces between the urmors. It's time to question this mirage to reflect upon whether our pursuits led us closer to genuine contentment or merely casting shadows that look like it. Because in the end, while more can be enticing, it's not constantly enriching. Sometimes less is the pathway to true abundance. And as we'll explore in the coming chapters, subtraction can indeed be a form of addition, a more prosperous, more profound addition. Chapter 2. The Vehicle of Life drive down Silicon Valley's Sand Hill Road, and you'll see Tesla's porches and even the occasional Lamborghini, symbols of success, speed, and innovation. But the real story isn't the car. It's the driver. Their choices, the balance between acceleration and restraint, define their journey. Is a knife as a vehicle with you in the driver's seat? The accelerator, those are your good habits, pushing you forward and giving momentum to your aspirations. The thrill of speed, the wind rushing past, it's exhilarating. But here's the kicker. What if, all the while, you've got the emergency brake engaged? Those are your bad habits. The unseen anchors holding you back, creating friction and wearing you out. In our tech-driven world, it's tempting to keep pushing the accelerator. More hours, more projects, more hustle. It's the Silicon Valley way, right? But without addressing the emergency break, those habits, beliefs, and behaviors that hold us back, we're not truly going anywhere. We're just burning rubber, wearing ourselves out, the mistaking movement for progress. I've seen startups with incredible potential stalls because they focused solely on acceleration, scaling, expanding, innovating without addressing internal roadblocks. Similarly, on a personal level, we often chase new habits and routines, thinking they're the magic potion for success. Cold plunges, the latest productivity app, or that trending superfood. We're all in for the accelerator, but what about the emergency break? The scarcity mindset, the obsession with urgency, the endless acquisition of information without application. These are the breaks we often ignore, and the result? Burnout, fatigue. A sense of going in circles. The wisdom lies in knowing when to push the accelerator and recognizing when to release the brake. To address those hindrances, confront those limiting beliefs, and rid ourselves of habits that do more harm than good. In this life journey, it's not just about going faster. It's about moving smarter. It's about ensuring that while we're eager to accelerate, we're also mindful of the brakes. Actual progress, whether in the fast lanes of Silicon Valley or the winding roads of personal growth, comes from a harmonious balance of the two. Chapter 3. Sniffing Out Burnout. Picture this. A buzzing startup office in the heart of Silicon Valley. Coders hunched over keyboards, entrepreneurs strategizing their next big move. The air is thick with ambition, but another subtle yet pervasive scent lurks beneath. The smell of burnout. I've been around the block a few times, from indie film sets to bustling tech campuses. And if there's one thing I've noticed, burnout doesn't discriminate. 
Whether you're a starry-eyed intern or a seasoned CEO, it can creep up on you if you're not vigilant. Burnout isn't just about working long hours or juggling multiple projects. It's deeper, more insidious. It's the result of consistently ignoring the emergency breaks in our lives. Those bad habits and behaviors that we push to the back of our minds, telling ourselves, I'll deal with it later. But here's the thing. Later often comes too late. In our relentless pursuit of success, we often wear exhaustion as a badge of honor. Team no sleep. We exclaim, downing our third espresso shot, but at what cost, ignoring our body's cries for rest, neglecting our need for genuine connections, and sidelining passions, but once ignited our souls aren't just oversights but alarm bells. And let's get real. In the age of infinite scrolling, dopamine hits from likes, and the constant need to stay updated, our habits often fan the flames of burnout. We consume without pause, without discernment, and while we're voraciously consuming, we're unknowingly being consumed by a culture that often prioritizes hustle over health, grind over grace. Recognizing the signs of burnout is crucial. The constant fatigue, cynicism, and feeling stuck in a loop aren't just random occurrences. They're red flags, and addressing them isn't a sign of weakness. It's a testament to strength. It's about acknowledging that we're not machines programmed for perpetual output. We're humans, intricate and nuanced. As we navigate this intricate dance of ambition and well-being, let's make a pact to not just chase dreams, but also to cherish our essence, to recognize that while the road to success is exhilarating, it's equally vital to ensure we don't burn out before we reach our destination. Because in the grand narrative of life, it's not just about the sprint. It's about the marathon. And for that, we must be in our best shape, mind, body, and soul. Chapter 4. The Scarcity Spectre, Silicon Valley. A land of plenty where billion-dollar valuations are as common as the morning fog. Yet even in this bastion of abundance, I've seen the most brilliant minds haunted by a ghost, the spectre of scarcity. This isn't just a tech phenomenon. It's a human one. We've all been there, staring at a slice of pie, thinking if someone takes a piece, there's less for us. That's the scarcity mindset in its simplest form. But zoom out and it seeps into more significant aspects of life, love, opportunities, and success. The gnawing fear that there's never enough. But where does this mindset come from? Some say it's evolutionary, a relic from our hunter-gatherer days when resources were limited. Others argue it's societal, amplified by modern capitalism's competitive ethos. Regardless of its origin, its effects are palpable. The scarcity mindset isn't just about feeling there's not enough. It's about feeling we're not enough. It skews our perceptions, making us see the world through a lens of lack. Opportunities become zero-sum games, relationships turn transactional, and in that mindset, even amidst abundance, we feel deprived. Ironically, this very mindset keeps true abundance at bay. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When we operate from scarcity, we close doors, build walls, and often miss out on our desired opportunities. We cling to the known, fearing the unknown, stifling innovation, creativity, and growth. I've watched startups flush with funds operate from scarcity, fearing to invest in uncharted territories. On a personal level, I've seen brilliant individuals hold themselves back, stressing there's not enough room at the top. It's both tragic and telling, but here's the twist in our narrative. Recognizing this mindset is half the battle. Once we're aware, we can challenge and change it. We can reframe our narratives, focusing on abundance, possibilities, and growth. Because in the grand scheme of things, the universe is abundant. 
there's enough pie for everyone. And sometimes when we shift our mindset, we realize we don't just get a slice. We can bake an entirely new pie. So as we turn the page to the next chapter, let's challenge ourselves to see the world not for its limitations, but for its limitless possibilities. Let's dispel the scarcity specter and embrace the abundance that surrounds us. Chapter 5. Beliefs. The makers of reality in the heart of Silicon Valley, amidst cutting-edge tech and groundbreaking innovations, lies a paradox. Here, where reality is constantly being reshaped, the most powerful tool isn't code or capital. It's belief. And having navigated both the film sets and boardrooms, I can attest assumptions often unseen are the architects of our reality. Think about it. Every startup begins with believing that something can be done differently. Or better, every movie starts with the idea of a story that must be told. It's the fuel, the driving force. But beliefs like double-edged swords can also constrain, confine, and constrict. Let's go deeper. Our beliefs, often formed by past experiences and societal imprints, act as filters. They shape how we perceive the world, how we interpret events, and ultimately, how we work. A belief that opportunities are scarce? Hello, scarcity mindset an idea that our failures define us. Enter self-doubt and hesitation, and here's the kicker, a la cara swisher bluntness. Many of our beliefs, they're not even truly ours. They're borrowed, inherited, and absorbed from the world around us without question. And while some serve us, others silently sabotage. Limiting beliefs are the ultimate glass ceilings, often invisible but palpably restrictive. They whisper tales of can't, shouldn't, shouldn't, and, and don't. And in their shadow, potential dims, dreams wane, and possibilities narrow. But what if we challenge these beliefs? What if we put them under the microscope, questioning their validity and origin? That's where the magic happens. By confronting and rewriting these narratives, we unlock new dimensions of freedom. A freedom to act, to dream, to become. I've seen it firsthand. Filmmakers break away from traditional narratives because they dare to believe differently. Startups disrupt industries because they choose to challenge the status quo. It's exhilarating. Or so, as we journey through this book, let's make a pact to audit our beliefs. Hold on to those who empower and courageously discard those who don't. Because in the theater of life, beliefs aren't just spectators. They're the directors. In the words of the iconic Steve Jobs, another believer who reshaped reality, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Let's be those a crazy ones. Let's harness the power of belief to script realities that resonate, inspire, and empower. Chapter 6. Noise over nuance, with its pulsating energy and relentless pace. Silicon Valley is often the epicenter of noises. There's a constant hum in innovation corridors, new projects, pressing deadlines, urgent meetings. It's electric, but as I've traversed from film premieres to tech conferences, I've observed a troubling trend, a growing infatuation with urgency, often at the expense of actual impact. Let's pull back the curtain swisher style. Today's digital landscape is a racket. Notifications, alerts, emails, ETH, and Zuri all scream for attention, masquerading as urgent, and in this symphony of immediacy, nuance often gets drowned. We're sprinting, but are we pausing to ask, where to? This societal blurring of urgency with importance is a dangerous game. Being busy has become a status symbol, a badge of honor, hustling, grinding, and crushing it. These are the buzzwords. But here's the hard truth. Busyness is not synonymous with productivity.
It's possible to be constantly moving yet making no real progress. Urgency, unchecked, can be a trap. It can lead us into a reactive mode where we're constantly putting out fires, jumping from one urgent task to another without ever addressing the truly important. And the cost? Burnout, stress, and a nagging feeling of emptiness. It reminds me of a film set. A flurry of activity, everyone busy. But without a clear directorial vision and understanding of the story's essence, all that activity is just noise. In our personal and professional lives, discernment is critical. It's about distinguishing the urgent from the important noise from the nuance. It's about understanding that not everything that shouts loudest deserves our time. As we navigate this noisy world, let's strive for depth over breath and impact over immediacy. Let's not be slaves to the siren song of urgency. Instead, let's champion nuance, understanding that actual value often lies in the details, the pauses, the moments of reflection. Because a meaningful, impactful narrative is not crafted in haste. It's woven with intention, care, and a deep understanding of its essence. Let's aim for that. Let's choose nuance over noise. Chapter 7 Deserving attention. In the bustling streets of Silicon Valley, from its cafes to its cutting-edge offices, a common refrain echoes. There's not enough time. Time is the ultimate currency in our digital age. But here's a Swisher-esque truth bomb. It's not about time but attention. Where are we directing it? What are we giving space in our mental landscape? And most crucially, does it even deserve to be there? Our devices, those shimmering portals to the world, are both a boon and a bane. Each ping, each vibration, is a tug at our attention. News alerts, social media updates, the latest viral sensation. They clamor for our gaze. But let's pause and reflect. What truly merits our attention amid this barrage? First, a reality check. Not everything that demands our attention deserves it. The latest Twitter feud, the sensational headline designed to provoke outrage. They're mere blips, transient and fleeting. Yet, we often let them occupy prime real estate in our minds. So, how do we discern? How do we sift through the avalanche of information and zero in on what genuinely matters? Here's a playbook honed through years of navigating both the world of storytelling and the frenetic pace of tech. In intention over impulse. Before diving into a task or consuming content, ask why. Is it out of habit, or does it align with your goals, values, and intentions? 2. Prioritize depth in a world that skims dive deep. Choose long-form articles over headlines, meaningful conversations over idle chatter, and projects that resonate over those merely trends. 3. The two-minute rule. If something takes less than two minutes, do it immediately. It clears mental clutter and paves the way for focused attention on more significant tasks. 4. Digital detox. Regularly unplug. Allocate specific times for checking emails and social media. The world won't collapse if you're offline for a few hours. 5. Reflect and reevaluate. Regularly assess where your attention goes. If certain apps, habits, or commitments don't add value, it's time to let them go. Remember, in today's digital landscape, our attention is on prime real estate, platforms, advertisers, influencers. They're all vying for a slice. But we hold the power. We get to decide what gets in. As we journey ahead, let's commit to being guardians of our attention, to champion depth, nuance, and intentionality. Because when we direct our attention with discernment, we don't just reclaim our time. 
we reclaim our lives. Let's focus on what truly deserves our gaze, on what enriches, elevates, and enlightens. Because that, my friends, is where magic happens. Chapter 8 The Dilemma of Darts In Silicon Valley's sprawling digital metropolis, a peculiar addiction is often celebrated yet rarely scrutinized. The ongoing collection of dots. Dots, or as the layperson might say, information. We're in an age of unprecedented access to knowledge. But with a Swisher-esque twist, I pose this. Are we truly more innovative or just overwhelmed with dots we don't connect? Every swipe, every scroll, every click adds another dot. The latest tech breakthrough, the newest startup trend, the most recent market analysis. They pile up in our mental database. We're like kids in a candy store gobbling up every piece of information, mistaking accumulation for wisdom. But here's the cold, hard truth. Collecting dots doesn't equate to painting a masterpiece. It's the connections, the patterns, and the insights derived from these dots that matter. The art isn't in the collection, but in the link. Think of it as attending film school. Merely watching a myriad of movies doesn't make one a filmmaker. It's the application, the synthesis of what's learned, and the crafting of a unique narrative that sets apart the maestro from the masses. This translates to actionable insights, innovative solutions, and strategic foresight in our professional lives. It's about informed decisions, enriched perspectives, and evolved worldviews. So how did we end up here in this dot dilemma? The digital age, with its promise of limitless knowledge, has a flip side. It's made us consumers, first creators, second. We binge on TED Talks, devour articles, and drown in data. But creation, application, those take a back seat. It's time to flip the script. Knowledge, while invaluable, is merely potential power. It's the application that packs the punch. Quality over quantity, instead of aimlessly collecting, cure it. Seek depth, not just breadth. Dive deep into areas that genuinely resonate. 2. Reflect and connect. Regularly pause to connect the dots. Find patterns, draw parallels, and seek intersections. 3. Action is king for every information acquired. Ask, how can I apply this? Knowledge without action is like a car without fuel. 4. Stay curious but focused. Curiosity is commendable, but can lead to endless meandering without focus. Have a purpose in your pursuit. As we navigate this era of information overload, let's vow to be discerning dot collectors and masterful dot connectors. Because in the grand tapestry of life, it's not just about the dots we gather, but the picture we paint with them. And trust me, when we shift from mere collection to meaningful connection, the masterpiece that emerges? It's nothing short of spectacular. Chapter 9. Consume Versi. Creator. Silicon Valley is an ecosystem, both a beacon of creation and a vortex of consumption. From its tech-savvy cubicles to its chi coffee shops, there's a constant tug of war. To consume or to create. Now channeling my inner swisher. Let's dive deep, cutting through the fluff and ask. In this dance between consumption and creation, are we leading or merely being led? Every day we're bombarded with a deluge of content. Newsletters promising insights, courses offering expertise, and podcasts dissecting trends. The promise, consume this and you'll be better equipped, more informed ahead of the curve. But here's the kicker. Consumption can lead to stagnation without a counterbalance of creation. Imagine attending the Keynes Film Festival year after year, watching the creme de la creme of cinema, but never picking up a camera to film your story. You're enriched, no doubt, but are you contributing? Are you adding to the narrative or just applauding from the sidelines? Consumption feeds the mind, but creation, 
that ignites the soul in design we genuinely internalize, synthesize, and innovate. It's where knowledge transforms into wisdom, where passive learning morphs into active contribution. Here's a roadmap to strike that elusive balance. Set clear boundaries, allocate specific times for consumption. That morning newsletter, that evening podcast. But equally carve out sacrosanct slots for creation. 2. 80-20 rule. Consider spending 20 of your time consuming and a whopping 80 creating. Why? Because absolute mastery comes from doing. 3. Challenge to create. Challenge yourself after every piece of significant consumption. Write a reflection, craft a response, and design something inspired by it. 4. Remember your why. Consumption is often easier passive. Creation requires effort and vulnerability. But recall why you started. Was it merely to know or to make a mark? 5. Seek feedback. Creation in a vacuum can be daunting. Share your work, gather feedback, and iterate. Let the cycle of consume, create feedback be your rhythm. As we pen this chapter of our lives, let's not be mere spectators gobbling up content. Let's be trailblazers leaving a trail of our creations, because when the curtains fall, it's not what we consumed but what we created that defines our legacy. Consumption might set the tune in the symphony of life, but creation, that's the dance. And trust me, the world doesn't need more spectators. It's waiting, with bated breath, for your next move. So step up and lead the dance. Chapter 10. Harnessing the power of subtraction is in the heart of Silicon Valley, where more is often seen as better. More funding, more growth, more everything. There's a radical concept making waves. The art of subtraction. Well, my journey from film reels to boardroom deals has introduced me to myriad concepts. Subtraction stands out as a game changer. So, let's dive in, Swisher style, cutting through the clutter and getting to the core. Subtraction isn't about deprivation. It's about liberation. It's about removing the non-essentials, distractions, and noise to reveal what truly matters. It's Michelangelo chipping away at the marble to unveil David. It's the coder refining lines to make the software sleeker. It's the storyteller trimming the fat to deliver a compelling narrative. But how do we harness this power in our chaotic, overloaded lives? Here's a blueprint. 1. Audit regularly. Schedule monthly check-ins. What's consuming your time, energy, and attention? What can be subtracted to add value? 2. Celebrate. No, it's a powerful word. Use it. Decline meetings without clear agendas and avoid projects misaligned with your goals. Every no carves space for a resounding yes to what matters. 3. Simplify to amplify. Whether it's your daily routine, workspace, or digital life, declutter. A streamlined environment often leads to a simplified mind. Or Prioritize depth in your subtraction journey. Aim for depth in relationships, projects, and endeavors. Depth often means fewer but richer experiences. 5. Embrace white spaces. Not every moment needs to be filled. Subtraction also means allowing pauses, gaps, and silences. It's in these spaces that creativity often blossoms. As we've journeyed through this book, from the mirage of more to the art of discerning attention, one thread remains consistent. The transformative power of subtraction. It's a tool, a mindset, a philosophy. And its beauty lies in its simplicity. In a world shouting for our attention, where more often feels like less, let's champion subtraction. Let's value the pauses as much as the notes, the silence as much as the sound. Because in that space, in that clarity, lies the potential for true greatness. So, as we close this chapter, 
Here's a challenge. Start today. Subtract one non-essential, one distraction, one noise, and watch as the canvas of your life reveals its true masterpiece, because sometimes less truly is more. Conclusion. The masterpiece within in the sprawling landscape of Silicon Valley, where every startup dreams of becoming the next unicorn, and every innovator chase the next big thing, there's an age-old wisdom that remains timeless. Michelangelo's revelation about David. As I've navigated from silver screens to startup scenes, that wisdom rings more accurately than ever. So let's wrap this up Swisher style with clarity, punch, and a call to action. Michelangelo once said of his iconic statue, David was always there. I just removed everything that was not David. In the heart of Renaissance Italy, there was a lesson for all of us. Within each of us lies a masterpiece waiting to be revealed. But the path to unveiling it isn't about adding but subtracting. In our quest for greatness, we often get trapped in the trappings of M. More. More knowledge, more experiences, more accolades. But what if the real journey is about chiseling away? Stripping off the layers of pretense, the weight of societal expectations, the noise that drowns our inner voice. As we stand at the precipice of this revelation, here's the challenge. Become your own Michelangelo, with intention and purpose. Start chiseling, subtract the non-essentials. Silence the external clamor to tune into your internal symphony. Let go of the weights holding you down to sort your true potential. The world doesn't need another carbon copy. It craves originals. It yearns for masterpieces, and that masterpiece, it's not somewhere out there. It's within you, they are hidden, perhaps, under layers of doubt, fear, and conformity. But it's there, pulsating with potential, waiting for its moment in the sun. As we close this narrative, remember, your life is the canvas, and every decision, every subtraction, is a brushstroke. So wield your chisel with courage, carve out the extra, and let your masterpiece shine through. Because in the grand tapestry of existence, it's not about the marble we start with, but the statue we leave behind. Here's to unveiling your David masterpiece and most authentic self. As we always emphasize, this episode offers a glimpse into the rich insights in seven lies you're told about the world while we've spotlighted key takeaways, immersing oneself in the entire narrative penned by Mitchell brings unmatched depth and nuance. So, we wholeheartedly recommend diving into this insightful book. You'll find a link in the description to grab your copy. Remember, while summaries offer a taste, the true essence and depth of knowledge are captured in the pages of the complete book. It is a must-read for anyone in the branding and entrepreneurial space. Until next time, keep turning pages and seeking stories that inspire. Catch you in the next episode.